1: Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at ePLRoundtable at gmail.com. Alright, we are here now with a deadline day kind of update from Jim Knight, just a couple hours past here. Uh, you may know him from Twitter at Jim Knight88. He also works for Perform. Jim, the big story at Lester yesterday was supposed to be. Riyad Mahrez nothing happens there was the rumor of him being everywhere um turns out he was just busy not signing for anybody we're going to talk about this more on the Sunday show but specifically for Riyad Mahrez is there a path for him back into the good graces of both the fans which is obviously necessary uh but also the manager if he wants to play football for Leicester City again
2: yeah, I think with the Morris situation, it was an odd one yesterday anyway because everyone kind of woke up to the news that he'd been released by the Algerian uh, national team in the middle of the night seemingly before their game with Zambia so and had flown to Europe to complete a transfer as yet unknown destination. So I think a lot of the Leicester City fans spent the first few hours of deadline day kind of coming to terms with the fact that they probably wouldn't ever see him again um, in a Leicester shirt. So I kind of I feel like a lot of people have made their peace with it um and then as you alluded to, Kev, nothing actually happened. Um there was no there wasn't even any reported interest. The only thing that we heard reported was the clubs that weren't interested. And it was like playing a game of guess who, where you're trying to work out what club he could be signing for. And you're flicking down the little tabs of the people. It's just like, oh, is it this person? No, it's not Chelsea. Okay. Arsenal are interested. No. Barcelona seemingly saying absolutely nothing. So it can't be them. So who could it be? Could it be going to Roma? Could be sign for PSG? I don't know. Like you've got all these people, talent spotting and saying, oh, he's in this country. He's in that country. The guy has got a future as a spy because he can disappear into nowhere (laughs) despite being one of the most recognizable faces in world football at the moment one of the hottest properties and most linked away and he could just he spent 24 hours being seen by the square root of absolutely nobody which is incredible in this social media day and age where you've got camera phones and everything every airport seems littered with football fans that are willing to take your photo and put it on twitter um I, i return to the actual question um he probably will find his way back into the the side very easily, I think, mostly because of the way he has handled himself um, throughout the transfer window. I think it's been it's been understandable that he wanted to leave because I always think there was an understanding that unless we kind of got Champions League again, he would have the expectation that he wanted to leave. I can totally see that because he the guy is one of the most talented players we've ever had, so I can 100% see his motivation in wanting to play top level football, which Leicester aren't going to be at um, on that European stage um now that we've kind of had our fantasy season essentially um so i can see him dropping in quite easily unless obviously something happens today with the spanish transfer window um obviously barcelona are still technically able to buy players until midnight tonight on the day that we record so that is a potential albeit unlikely um so yeah if he's still registered with us by the end of the transfer window i can see him starting quite easily back in because quite frankly he's one of the best two players we have in the team. Um, I think, given that he's been playing all the way through the transfer window uh, and playing well as well, he's not been sulking. um, He's not kind of, in stark contrast to the likes of uh, Alexis Sanchez or Virgil van Dijk or Philip Coutinho, who clearly hasn't been injured and has just not wanted to get injured before a, um, not wanted to play and, and get injured and jeopardise a move to Barcelona, which it looks like it's not going to come off anyway. Um, Virgil van Dijk, who's essentially gone on strike and been made to play uh, train on his own. Um, and Alexis Sanchez, who has just gone all kinds of crazy after not signing for, for Manchester City. Um, I think the fans will probably take him back, knowing that probably come January he'll move, or, you know, this time next year. Um, and he's on £100,000 a week as well, so I'm sure it's probably not going to be that difficult to get over the fact that he's not playing at an elite European club just yet.
1: Yeah, uh, the Barcelona interest still technically, well, <laughs> reportedly there isn't any, but the Spanish window is still open. I assume that by the end of business today, he will still be a Leicester City player?
2: Yeah, I've got no kind of in-the-know sources here, but I suspect that if Leicester City would have um, would have been willing to sell, which I'm sure they would have done had Barcelona met the £40 million valuation that we discussed on the show a couple of weeks ago, um that they probably would have expected it to be done by now because of the fact that we would have moved for a replacement. Um, theoretically, there was some some links with Andrus Townsend, uh, which had me quite literally shaken with dread um, because I just don't see it. Uh, with him, I never really have. And the fact that we probably would have spent the best part of two-thirds of the Mahrez money on a player that, for me, doesn't do anything particularly special. When we've got Damari Gray in the squad as well, who's kind of begging for game time. Is it would have been ultimately very frustrating, but yeah. So I think if it was to be done, and it was Barcelona or any European club for that matter, I think Leicester would have stipulated that they have wanted it done by now because I don't think we would have. I don't think we'd sanction a sale now without having him secured a, a replacement. And obviously, had we signed a winger or a kind of creative attacking midfielder that could play wide like Morris does, and then Morris is still a player, you've still got that possibility in the back of your mind that it could take the extra 24 hours to get done but yeah i can't see it happening now personally i think he's gonna have to come back to leicester after he's finished his international duty um he's clocked up some serious air miles that's for sure and um, (laughs) wherever he flew to maybe he didn't even fly anywhere maybe he was just in the hotel in in algeria oh my gosh Um, if he was
1: just with the algerian squad this whole time
2: (laughs) he's just got through the entire game of thrones uh box set you know in the time that it's taken people to go mad about his potential um destination so it could well easily you know happen again in january i'm sure there'll be interest in him um like i say i don't think the price will go up massively so there's still the option of do you need a very talented attacking midfielder um slash winger for 40 million pounds yes go see lester Riyadh Morris. so I don't think that interest is going to necessarily go away. I just think maybe it didn't materialise in the way that he quite expected it to. I know Roma were interested, but we seemingly reached a, a tipping point with them where they only wanted to pay, kind of, €30 million. Uh, Euros. And uh, a euro and a pound are essentially they equate one-to-one these days. So, mm. basically the same. But we were we were looking for near a 40. So, obviously, you're still a significant amount away. Um, yeah, I can I can see him moving in January or uh, you know if not almost definitely next summer because he'll want to he'll want to uh, take his career to the next level um, and and keep it there. But yeah, I'm I'm sure it will just settle back into it will kind of be swept under the carpet and almost forgotten about for now. And then it will just rear its head again when when the next window comes around. I think.
1: Yeah, for us, I I was stunned that Tottenham were never interested because the places we were looking to add depth was at attacking midfield and winger. And as it, you say. Morris it
2: staggers me, I don't know what he's done to upset people on that kind of major top European top table, mm. uh, those Champions League clubs. I don't know. Like If if I described to you a profile of a player in his mid-twenties who has come from nothing, won the PFA Player of the Year, got a double-double in goals and assists in the year that they won the uh, Premier League with a really unfancy team and had had a average... Uh, year, but shown that he could do it in the Champions League, and describe that profile to you without actually naming the player. I think people will be falling over themselves to sign him. Yeah. Like, it's it's incredible that I think there have been there have been players who have been either linked or had deals done for them who are far inferior to Moraes who have gone for a lot more money than we were asking. Um, so I don't know what it is about that. You know, may, whether his representation has pushed too hard, whether they've literally only. Um, Kind of kept themselves to the very, very European elite, literally. Unless he was going to sign for Real Madrid, Barcelona, or Paris Saint Germain, then it wasn't going to happen. Um, expecting one of those clubs to come calling, then maybe. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's a it's an odd one with Moros. He he's certainly capable of of doing it. It's whether or, maybe it's the consistency thing. Um, but you know, better players, better squad, there might be a whole new level to his game that we haven't even seen yet. Mm. Um, And for £40 million, I would have thought someone was willing to take a gamble, given the astronomical transfer fees that are going around at the
1: moment. Yeah. Well, going from a move that didn't happen, we'll move to to a move. Goodness. Um, (laughs) We'll talk about a move uh, that did happen hours after the window closed, which is Danny Drinkwater finalizing his move to Chelsea. Seems a strange one from the Chelsea perspective. Uh, And I'm sure Leicester didn't want to lose a player like that. Uh, How do you think this one came about and what will be the impact of his departure?
2: It's difficult to say what the impact of his departure will be. Um, He has been an integral part of the side for the last uh, five years, essentially, Um, since he signed. He's kind of been one of those midfield, central midfield dynamos uh, with varying partners. He's been the one kind of consistent uh, element of the centre of our midfield. So it's going to be weird going into games without him, to be honest, because you're so used to seeing him you know we had matty james as the, as a partner in in the championship when we got promoted and then obviously was a big part of the team with esteban cambiaso when we stayed up and then again with Angelo uh, kante when we won the premier league and um as, uh, hasn't really played hasn't played at all this year um but you know j- even during last year um, kind of he was the one constant and the pivot that you would you would work around um i'm sad to see him go for sure From a sentimentality point of view, I think for 35 million, we've probably got a bit more than he was ultimately worth. I mean, I know he's an English player, but he doesn't, uh, he, he isn't going he to, he doesn't have the assets that are necessarily going to make you a particularly well sought after player. And, you know, he's not quite as good as, well, he's not as good as N'Golo Kante, who does the basics very well. Um, he does score, he can score goals, um, but he doesn't get that many. He can create, but he doesn't create a huge amount of assists. So it's kind of like he's a very solid uh, middle of the park player, but he doesn't do any one of those kind of assets exceptionally well. He isn't a playmaker in the sense that he's going to lay on 10 or 12 assists a season. He's not going to get you double figures in goals. Um, so, it, it, you know, the Chelsea interest is it, it's a weird one. Like they seem to have gone through a cycle of English homegrown players. Um, in the last kind of 72 hours going from Oxlade-Chamberlain, obviously knocking them back and going to Liverpool, seemingly for less money just because he gets to play, well, thinks he's going to play more centrally than he would do um, at Chelsea, who wanted to theoretically use him as as a wing-back replacement for Victor Moses, potentially. So I can see that. But then going through the Ross (laughs) Barkley debacle that's that's happened, uh, plus the um, Danny Drinkwater thing, it's like, you know, sign a homegrown player at all costs. Um, and he isn't going to be anywhere near their starting eleven. I think, you know, given the fact they've got uh, Bakayoko, they've got Fabregas, they've got Kante, who we've discussed is the best for me in Europe at the moment at doing his job, which is breaking up the, the play and kind of tackles and interceptions and starting moves from the back. I just don't see how he's going to get any game time in meaningful matches. He's going to end up being sidelined, barring injury. Um for the vast majority of the campaign, sitting on the bench. It, he might feel it improves his, his England credentials, being at Chelsea, rather than being at Leicester. But at Leicester, he would be playing every week. So, it's, yeah, it's an odd one. And obviously, his, his money's gone up. Um, so, it's it's. I think it's actually not a bad deal for all parties. Like, Leicester probably are a bit annoyed to see him go after him signing a new contract and committing his long-term future to the club a year ago. But also, I think we've got a fair price and um, hopefully we've got a replacement in, which we'll come on to later. And um, Chelsea have got an English player to up t- 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 their homegrown quota who, you know, I think he's going to be a Fabian Delph. I really do. I don't think he's going to get much game time at all. Um, and if he's happy with that, then so be it. You know, I think just people maybe thought that if there was an opportunity where he was going to play every week, he might go. But with Chelsea, potentially not because of the, the, the game time question, but. Each to their own. Maybe he's been made assurances that he will start, but I just can't see where, where that would happen in the way that they set up at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a strange one. You don't see him starting over Bakayoko or Fabregas or your former player. But it's it's going to be an interesting one for sure, In case unless they're just thinking, oh, well, if we compare Drinkwater and Conte, the last time they played together, they won a title. so. Simple S.
2: Yeah, I just <laughs> but then who are you gonna draw, are you gonna not play Bakioko, you've just paid all that money from, from Monaco? Who you who, who you thought Bakioka, was
1: better than Matic.
2: Yeah, exactly. And who you let Matic go for. Like ultimately right. Danny Drinkwater isn't as good as Nemanja Matic.
1: That is very he correct.
2: Isn't. He just isn't. Like <laughs> I have watched him for years and he just isn't. Right. Like, um so for me they've signed an inferior if he is the Matic replacement, they've signed an inferior player for roughly the same amount of money. Yeah. Just because he's homegrown which again is an odd one but then um, funny things happen in football maybe he'll i haven't seen anything you know he was a very good very consistent player but last year he was a shadow of his, his the title winning season as a lot of players were but for me that would be as much of a concern as anything if i was a chelsea fan looking on um kind of looking as to what to expect from him um i think he'll struggle to to achieve his best because he won't be playing consistently
1: enough yeah uh what other notable deals did Lester make this window and were you pleased with them
2: uh, yeah, relatively. Like it's. I think we we're expecting a few more to go out, to be honest. Um, there's some players who I don't think have futures at the club who we we're expecting to leave, certainly, in, on deadline day. So, Johan ben who has seemingly been kind of sidelined from the, the club completely, despite looking quite good at centre-back. Towards the tail end of last year, nothing's happened with him. Um, Ahmed Moussa, I think we were desperate to get off the wage bill um, and that move to hold fell through so he's still kicking around so we've got what looks like a kind of a deep but potentially bloated squad especially going forward i think in terms of the best deal we did um harry Maguire by country mile um he's a fantastic prospect and i'm really excited to see how he develops um i think other than that it's just kind of solid acquisitions we've got to see how these people get on um it's, it's far too early to judge you know the guys a lot of them that we've barely seen so It's going to be interesting. I think the main thing for us was holding on to the big-name players, holding on to Kasper Schmeichel. uh, Riyad Mahrez looks like he's going to stay. uh, Jamie Vardy. Um, I think there was a a lot of worry that we could have potentially been um, ransacked almost by the bigger clubs kind of picking off our best players. So I'm pleased that hasn't happened. And hopefully, you know, uh, we've we've potentially added a bit of quality to allow us to compete um, now that we've not got European football to worry about as well.
1: Yeah, it was definitely uh, a positive keeping your players, and that kind of seemed to be a theme this window. Is that a lot of a lot of uh, clubs holding onto their players will be viewed as successes, like Van Dyke at Southampton, but maybe some others like Alexis at Arsenal. Who the the report that Arsenal were pleased that they were able to hang on to him, I felt was a yeah interesting version of events. I
2: think they will very much change their tune when they hear what he has to say. Ian, um, uh, I, can't, I can't see that being a, a particularly positive step for them. I think yep. they'll regret not taking the money.
1: I very much agree with you there. Um, back on the lesser note, we've had you on multiple times talking about the warmness of uh, Craig Shakespeare's seat with uh, deadline day behind us. Where do you think it stands at the moment?
2: I think it's pretty solid. I think it's it's been an up-and-down start to the season, but I think he's probably going to get... Uh, more time after the performances that we've put in than perhaps we expected. I think we were creditable in defeat against Manchester United. I think we were lucky against Arsenal not to take anything from the game. Um, and I think the Brighton win was pretty straightforward. So I think potentially where we thought maybe he was under quite a lot of pressure, they've backed him in the window. Um, and obviously a couple of uh, deadline day deals as well. Um, Dragovic uh, coming in from uh, Bayer Leverkusen at a centre-back, which offers us a bit more cover. Um, and we're still waiting to find out if Adrian Silva's gone through um, from Sporting as well, who's a player that we were meant to be signing uh, last summer uh, together with Issam Soleimani. So it'll be interesting to see whether Adrian Silva's acquisition kind of gives Soleimani a new lease of life, because he, again, is one of those players that I think a lot of people could see leaving. Uh, Big money, big wages, kind of unsustainable to be a bench warmer in his position for a club of our size so it will be interesting to see if that acquisition prompts a kind of revival from a player who we expected a lot for you know our club record signing um, and who to be honest so far has delivered very very little um, and has spent most of the time injured so it's going to be interesting to see what happens
1: yeah if you had to put a letter grade on this window where would you where would you put it uh i'd say
2: B, I think keeping them, the players was, was the most important thing. And by, by and large, we did that. Uh, the players that we let go were kind of dispensable. Uh, we didn't lose any of the bigger names. Um, and I think we improved key positions. We always saw centre-back being one of the main uh, issues. And with Maguire and Dragovic as a bit of backup, then I think we've got enough there with Morgan, Huth, and, uh, and Marty can play there. Fuchs has played centre-back before. So I think we've got enough there. Um to be honest, I think the only thing stopping it becoming an A was was the amount of players that we've kept. Um, you know, the, the wage bill is still going to be astronomically high for a club with no Champions League income and a kind of moderate setting. I know we've got wealthy owners who will prop the club up, but I do feel that we probably missed a trick in offloading some of those. But then it's you know it's how much of a loss you want to take on a thirty million pound striker and an eighteen million pound winger. Um, there's probably a bit of sense there in in potentially holding on to them for the sake of not losing them for a, a song really so it's um it's it's a difficult one but yeah i think a b is probably fair i think it's probably our best window since uh, steve walsh left to go to everton mm. um i don't think there's a as a potential um you know i don't think there's another mares or a uh, an angolo kante in the in the wings but maguire you know for a lot more money granted but could be a superstar and i think comparatively the 18 million pounds that we paid for him could could look very, very cheap in 18 months' time if he can continue the trajectory that he started on.
1: Yeah, Maguire has looked uh, very good. Uh, with with this B-rated window, does it change your expectations of the season? Where where would you expect to finish now?
2: No, I think the, the the bloated squad probably is a good thing for the cup runs that we've been intimated um, could happen this year. Because obviously you, you're going to look at, you know, you look at the win over Sheffield United a few weeks ago and you had people like Mari Gray, Islam Soleimani. Uh, Ahmed Moussa are all kind of on the score sheet so maybe that will help them um, I think a top 10 in a cup run um, or two would would still be the ambition now
1: Fair enough alright well thanks so much uh, for coming on why don't you tell the folks where they can find you
2: uh, I am on Twitter at Jim988 you can find a lot of my writing um, particularly about betting less about Leicester but more about betting on football in general at soccerway.com. Uh, you can find it at goal.com in the, in the betting section um, and you can find it at dabblebet.com as well.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jim. And uh, look forward to seeing all these new Leicester players for the rest of the year.